Good morning. How is everyone? Good. Good to see you. I see Be the Light shirts. Woohoo! Good job. <laughs> it's awesome. Nice to see y'all. Uh, we just want to welcome you to the 10 o'clock class. And uh, we are right in the middle of what we call Boomerang 101. This is getting to know Boomerang and getting to know what we are about, what we believe, where we're going. Uh, just to give you more information, this also qualifies you uh, as a membership class, as a requirement that we have, because we want people to know where we're going. Matter of fact, in this class, one of the things that we started off by saying is, let's say that you wanted to get on an airplane and go to New York. Well, you don't just go to Charlotte Douglas Airport and jump on any, well, come, I'm going to jump on the first plane, the first gate I come to. I'll just get on that. I'll get to New York. No, you're liable to end up in like Kalamazoo or, or California or somewhere, somewhere crazy that you didn't expect to because you didn't know where you were going. And let's say that you jumped on the first one that says New York. Well, it may have a couple of stops. You may fly out west first, then somewhere else. We want to get to the place where we're going on the path that God has for us. In other words, what this class is about is it's showing you where we're heading and it's showing you how we're planning on getting there. So this is our 101 class, and this is session two of that, session two of the 101 class. And today we're talking about statements. And so the first thing that I'd like for you to see is in the statements, we have this. We talked last week that we have a need of salvation. We have a need to commit uh, one to Christ and one to a church body because we said a Christian without uh, uh, being in a church body is like a spiritual orphan. So if you're not a part of a body and part of a family, you're almost like you've orphaned yourself. So it's important for us. And there's, there's transition times. Of course, I've had transition times. But it's important for us to be seeking God because he says that God has placed the members in the body. So we want to hear from God, where's that place and where do we need to be? And wherever he says, that's where we want to be at. Well, we have a couple of needs. One is that commitment, one to Christ is salvation. And the, the church part portion of it is, it's a part of our second need, which is purpose. We need purpose. You're not going to have the fullness that God designed you to have and God wants you to have without having purpose, understanding purpose, and going after that purpose. So, number one, we talked about that salvation connects us to Christ and really gives us a spiritual inheritance. And through our purpose, we can fulfill what our loving Father wants for us to change the world. And so we want to talk today about boomerang statements and some of our purpose. So, the next slide is our vision statement. Our vision statement is this, helping people to find their joy again and to really live. And this uh, vision statement helping people to find their joy again and to really live. And it's designed to touch uh, people no matter where they're at spiritually. Because almost everybody says, golly, I just wish I could be happy again. Whether they know Christ or not, they're wishing that they could have some joy in their life. And if they do know Christ and they're incredibly mature and they're grown up and everything, what they understand is you can't have joy without serving and without purpose. And so part of our joy is wrapped up in doing what God's called us to do. So this vision statement, it kind of overlaps everything that we do in Christianity. 
We take it mainly from uh, John 10.10. 10. We can uh, look at that. Uh, excuse me. Look. Okay, yep. Vision statement is from John 10.10. 10. And if you look at that, I, th- I think I got something out of order. Or I just skipped something. Let's go to John 10.10. 10. And we'll look at it in the Amplified. John 10.10 in the Amplified says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now, what the Amplified does is it takes the original text and kind of amplifies what it was really trying to say in the Greek because the English language kind of puts the clamps on that. The Greek language was the original language it was written in, the Bible was written in, was very expressive. And so the Amplified kind of helps you to see what were they trying to express in there, and it pulls out the meanings of those words. You can see this in uh, the actions of Jesus. What he's saying here is part of the reason why he came is so that you could enjoy life. That you could have joy again, all right? And really live, have life to the full till it overflows. This is what Jesus came for. He wanted to put the clamps on the devil and open up the love and the life of God. Will you turn my monitor up just a little bit? So this is where our vision statement comes from. This is a key verse in this ministry. Let's look now at our um, mission statement. And it, you'll see that at the beginning, the next slide here will say, Boomerang Church will be a new direction for Albemarle. Now, this is a statement that God gave us when we first started the church. In particular, it was the very first week before we started the church on January 9th, 2000 and, or excuse me, January 11th, 2009. The week before that, I was fasting and praying, and while I was in the middle of that week, the Lord spoke this to me. Now, our focus at that point was to focus on Stanley County. We, were, we had our focus on Stanley County, but then God spoke this to me very, very strongly, and he said, and I love this statement, Boomerang Church will be, now this is God speaking to me, so I know that in that word is not only uh, provision, but it's also direction. It's command and provision. So number one, the command is, hey, here's your focus. Hey, boomerang, here's your focus. Number two, when he said will be, well, when God says be something, let there be, it happens. And so I knew that we would change the direction in a new spiritual and godly direction for Albemarle. Now, what that represents for us is wherever you live or wherever you're from, what that represents is we have a focus to change the area that we are in, a specific call and a mission. And so from that, including our vision statement and our mission, our mission statement, you'll see out of the mission statement that we've uh, incorporated some of our vision statement. The mission statement is this. We are leading our area in a godly direction through the reality, through this reality of supernatural kingdom life, okay? Now, what this means is that our job as Christians and as the church boomerang in this area and in Albemarle is that we are to lead our area. 
We want to take it in a new godly direction. Now, why do we want that? Because we know that when an area goes in a godly direction, life comes back into it. That means people are healthier. That means there's more jobs. That means that the area starts to honor God. All right? And if we honor God, guess what happens? God honors the area. Uh, I know of one area where they actually were having such crime and they were having such drug, uh, I mean, kids were dying all over the place. Finally, the community, a small community, they got fed up with it. They started going after the Lord and even vegetation in the area. They came together. They had a revival. They started praying. All of that whole drug problem turned completely around. There was a bunch of people in the politics that were messed up and crooked and godly people got in there. All of a sudden, life started coming up in that area. They said even there were animals that came back to the area that had not been there in years. Fruit and vegetation started to grow again. Why? Because they honored God. This is why we want a godly direction. If we bring in godly direction to an area, that means the whole area rises up to new places. That means the whole area is walking more in the blessing. When we do that as boomerang, it not only means the area, but it also means your life. So we want to take our area in a godly direction, but we want to do it in a particular way through the reality of a kingdom life. God wants to be very real in our lives, okay? He wants, I mean, he wants to be so involved in our life and us so involved in his. He's designed this whole thing to work as we partner with each other and become one in unity with God. That's how he's designed it to work. So he wants, a lot of times what we have found is there's a lot of people that are out there, they're born again, they say they're going to heaven, but they rarely experience the power of God in their life. And so when they, they don't experience the power of God in their life, they're not very excited about it. When issues and problems come up, they don't know what to do with it. They just think that it's the norm and God would change it if he will. But this is a partnership between us and God. We are here as ambassadors on this earth changing what the earth looks like. That's part of what God's told us to do in the world. But we've got to know how to operate with God. In other words, there's a life in the kingdom of God and our job as believers is to find out how do we make this thing work? How do we lead? How do we have dominion over the earth by allowing the will of God and the rule and domain of God in heaven to be on the earth? He said, pray this way, your will be done in heaven. So we want to help people realize a reality of a very powerful, supernatural kingdom life. And as we learn how to do that, we're actually going to be talking about this this morning, I didn't, didn't think about that. As we learn how to do that, it has an effect on an area. So our mission is we are leading our area in a godly direction through this reality of a supernatural kingdom life. Now, we have three points of ministry. Number one is life overflowing, and you'll see this in John 17.3 and John 10.10. We've already put up John 10.10 uh, on the board talking about uh, Jesus wants to give us a full and overflowing life, to have and enjoy life, all right? John 17, 3 says that eternal life is this, that we know the Father and, and we know the Son. And that means that we are in an intimate 
relationship and fellowship with God. And so we want life overflowing out of us. This is something the, one of the first things that we start to teach people. We, we want them to get a hold of. Uh, yesterday I was talking with somebody who's been here for a couple of years and uh, what was awesome was they just made a decision because they knew that God would give them wisdom. They asked the Lord for wisdom. He showed them what to do. They made the right decision. And, and it was awesome because that decision led them to more of the blessing and less of the problem. And, and I was praising God because a couple years ago they wouldn't have done that. And so now I know that they just stepped into more of the blessing, less of the problem, into more overflowing life simply because they've learned something about life overflowing. And so one of our points of ministry is not just to talk about this, but we want to see it popping up in you. Man, there's life overflowing inside of you. There's life popping up. We want to see the reality of God in you. Uh, three points of ministry. Point number two, His will be done. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says that we are ambassadors. Matthew 6.10 says, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus told us to pray that way. Okay, So when he told us to pray that way, he's given us a directive for us to have a part in making the change. Us to have a part in the will of God being done on this earth. We have a responsibility as ambassadors here. We're in this world, but we're not of it. We're ambassadors. We're dignitaries of the kingdom of heaven, of the kingdom of God. I'm of the family of God. I'm of His nature. You are too if you're a believer. And our job while we're here on this earth is to make a difference. His will be done. So we want people to not only see that and know that, we want you to start operating in it. You, know, you see something that shouldn't be happening, and you can say, no, that should not be happening in, the, in my area, it's going to change because I'm an ambassador, I'm sent from heaven. That's every believer, whether you know it or not. Amen? Praise God. It's good stuff, just preaching. All right, three points of ministry. Number three, serving. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that we are to give ourselves completely to the Lord and let Him transform us. Let him transform us into the perfection of his will. And his will, it tells, says it will prove the goodness of God. It will prove that God's will is good and perfect and acceptable. That's what, and so what we're doing is we're starting to serve people and the area by handing ourselves over to the Lord. Serving is a key part, and Jesus was our chief example that this is something we should be doing. You also see Galatians 3.8 where he, uh, God spoke the gospel and said to Abraham, through you will all the nations be blessed. And if you're a believer, you are blessed with faithful Abraham. So what he was saying is this, that if something's going to happen and people are going to be blessed on this earth, it's going to come through the family of God, through you. And so that happens as we serve. By us being here and us learning about the things of God and learning a kingdom life and life overflowing and then starting to operate in the reality of this supernatural life, we are actually bringing the blessing, literally bringing the blessing from God into this earth as the hands and the feet of Christ. We couldn't do it without Christ, but with Him He's empowered us to be just that. We had these statements, God's will for you is a combination, 
of a blessed, full life with a mixture of service to him as a living sacrifice. I'll say it again. God's will for you is a combination of a blessed and full life with a mixture of service to him as, li as a living sacrifice. You cannot have a full life full of joy without serving. And you can't fully serve without being blessed and given life. There's some important keys to grab a hold of and understand this is all over the word. You need to be blessed so that you can serve and you're not going to have a full life without serving. Now, how are we going to accomplish this? We, a lot of this we covered in where are we going in the vision statement. It's a part of getting to know Boomerang. How are we going to accomplish this? Number one, we want to teach people about a reset fellowship. A reset fellowship is helping people to establish an intimate reset fellowship with God. We want each individual to start walking in a fellowship with God that is so intimate that he becomes real, more and more real to them every single day. Every day they realize more and more, wow, he loves me, he wants to be in my life, and he is in my life. We do that by starting to change our mindset. Number one, we want to start thinking, Lord, I need you. In other words, I can't do this without you because that's the truth. Number two, I want you, and that's, that's your choice to get to the place where you say, Lord, not only do I need you, but I desire you. I want you. And number three, knowing the promise that I have you. Okay? When you, when you need God and you desire him, he's gonna, you're going to find him. Okay? And he's given himself, and as you believe on Christ, you realize, I have him. Jesus will never leave me nor forsake me. And then also, he, here's the fourth thing, is the mindset that says, I thank you. I need you, I want you, I have you, and I thank you. And that, I would say that fourth one is hugely important. Not something to just be looked over and say, oh yeah, thanks. It's something for us to get in our heart. And as we do this, we start in a reset fellowship, we start having the presence of God in our life. As we have the presence of God, his glory gets on us. Uh, he, himself, he gets some of his character and his nature on us and in our lives. We start to shine. We start to pray differently because we're hanging out with him. We know what his heart is. And when you're hanging out with God and in the presence of God, guess what? It's not real hard to believe that God's going to start answering your prayers. So prayers start getting answered. And as you are standing in the presence of God and staying there on a daily basis and prayers are getting answered, the next thing's just natural. You're going to start proclaiming about Jesus. You won't be able to stop it. And see, a lot of times that's what we're missing. When's the last time we proclaimed Jesus to somebody? What we're missing is not a, a desire to proclaim. We're missing the reality of his presence in our lives. And we want to help people establish that. So I'm moving fast because it was a lot to cover. And uh, so how will we accomplish this? Number one, reset fellowship. Number two, a kingdom life. We want to help people grow and be discipled in knowledge and action of how to practically see the will of God, his love, and his power manifest in their lives. In other words, God's got all this power, love, and, the, and all these uh, promises that he wants to manifest, his will he wants to manifest in your life. 
But there's so few people that actually know how to operate in it. There's so few people that actually, even if they know, that actually are operating in it. And so kingdom life, we want to teach you how to live a kingdom life. You've got a problem come up, you, you know, it's, we're here for you to help you in that problem. You've got a problem, give us a call. We'll pray, we'll lead, we will disciple you. But we're leading and discipling you so that at some point you don't have to call anymore for all these you know, little things. It's still good to call because there's a connection and a fellowship on certain things, but you know what to do. Now, now you're not standing there and a helpless Christian that's getting beat up by the devil. Now you're standing, having done all stand and victorious in everything that you do because you know how to move in the things of God. How are we going to accomplish this? Number three, leadership. We want to teach people leadership. That's what we started last weekend with the leadership basic training. We have a, a quarterly leadership training because leadership is incredibly important. We want to train people in practical, effective, and efficient leadership for the church and whatever organization God leads them to. In other words, we want to, you to be trained in leadership, not just to employ it here only, but employ it here and your job or a social organization or anything because you're an ambassador. And as you know how to do things well, it proclaims Jesus in your actions. Number four, how will we accomplish this? When we know that we're an ambassador, we're in this fellowship with God, and we know leadership, then our job is to go out and take the mountains that God's given us. Teach, we want to teach people how to take the mountain that God has placed in their life and lead it to a place that produces glory and power and honor for God. So these mountains are this, seven mountains. One is religion, family, education, government, media, arts, and business. These are the mountains. Now, what the church basically has done, uh, all of this, almost each one of these slides, we could stop and have a message. But we're not, <laughs> we're not doing that this morning. <laughs> but this is an awesome thing, and what you'll see is that the church basically has basically pushed the two, three, four, five, six, and seven away and said, we'll just hold on to this religion mountain. And the truth is, we hadn't really done that very well because we haven't seen the reality of God's life in it. Well, we're supposed to be running this world. <laughs> not just the religion mountain, not just the family mountain, all of it. Why? Because this world was designed to produce power and glory for God. And when he has his people as ambassadors leading these areas, these areas will produce glory and power and dominion for God. That's what we're called to do. And as you do that, guess what happens to areas that you do this in? They change and go in a godly direction. And the lives of people are served for the purposes of God. Their lives get better and we've done what we're called to do as ambassadors. So we have a plan. It's just a matter of, hey, we're heading down this direction. Are you going to say that this is the plan I want to join with? I want to jump on, become a part of that plan, and let's do this thing. Let's get it done. I got a purpose here in God in Boomerang. So that's what, that's what we're doing. 
This is something we want to make clear, kind of shifting gears here. We exist, boomerang exists, to demonstrate God's love. In that, here's three statements that are very important. Every member is a minister. Everyone. No matter who you are, if you are, if you are born again and you know God, you are a minister. Well, I thought you were the minister. I am. And you are too. It is not my job to go win all your friends to Christ. It's your job to disciple them and win them. And that's what the church is for, is to raise you up and train you. You don't have to be worried about that. You don't have to fret over that. You just have to give yourself to God, apply yourself to His things, and your growth will be a natural progression as you submit to Him. And, and there's another thing about submitting to Him and His plan is when you submit to God, all of a sudden now you resist the devil and he has to flee. So every member is a minister. Every task that we have and that, that God has given in our life, it's important. It's an important task. And this is a huge thing. Every member, every member of the body is a ten in something. And what we want to do is find out what has God gifted you to be, and we want to employ that. We want to find, man, what do you do? You may do something at a 7, and you do it better than most everybody else, and it's awesome, but you're not a 10 in it. We want to find out what you're a 10 at, man, what the anointings and the blessings of God are in your life, and we want to connect you so that you can use what you're blessed and anointed to do as we further the kingdom of God and advance it. Everybody is a 10 in something. Why our church must never stop growing. Number one, because God loves people. God loves people. If we stop growing, then what we're doing is we're stopping to advance His love. That's, that should not even be a thought. Number two, because God commands us to reach out. He tells us, go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Make disciples. Go. We'll start on discipleship in uh, the first weekend in April on Easter at 10 o'clock. We're going to start that discipleship course. It'll go for about a year. I encourage everybody to be here. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we're actually doing it at home, too. We had a, had a session in it yesterday. It was, it was so good. Uh, God commands us to reach out. This is why we believe that we should not stop growing. Number three, because growth is God's will. He's a God of increase. We just had that series on increase, and if you didn't watch that, you missed something. You can go back and watch it. It's online. The heartbeat of Boomerang Church is our relationships. Every member needs to be a part of a smaller group of the whole. In other words, as we grow, guess what? There's some, there are some logistical things that pop up in growth. Right now, we're in a growth mode. People are coming. They're being added to Boomerang, and that's awesome, okay? But in that growth, I've already had people go, I don't want us to get real big because I like the family that we have. And I get that. I understand that. There's some logistical stuff in that. But we've already discussed and established that it's God to grow. So what we have to do is God has a wisdom on how to grow without losing the love and losing the family. And what that means is we will start to have groups that will establish themselves, not cliques. This is a difference between a church, family, and an organization. Okay, Not cliques, 
but they will grow in a love of God and they will start to establish these smaller families within the whole big family. And this is important. This is an important thing. We'll start to have some of the small groups and stuff like that. We're already talking about that right now. These, these kind of things will help. And that way, when somebody has an issue, and I'm not around to handle everybody, they'll have somebody that they can call. They'll have somebody they can get in touch with that knows them, that knows their life, and it'll be awesome. Amen? We believe our church must grow larger and smaller at the same time. And here's our statement of faith, what we believe. Our statement of faith is this. We believe that the Bible is the only inspired, infallible, and authoritative Word of God. There's no error in it. It's inspired by the breath of God, and we use it as an authority. If we can't find it in there to uh, basically set up precedent and set up doctrine, then we don't need to be talking about it. You know, uh, Matter of fact, just this morning, uh, Jimmy and Nancy were asking me a question about something that they had read in a book, and, and I said, you know, it may be true, it may be not, but if it's not in the Bible, I'm not preaching it. You know, it's not an authority until we either see it in the Word or we know it from God Himself out of His mouth. You know, it's not something that we, that we just stand on. The Bible is an authoritative Word of God. When I solve problems, the answers come from that. We're going to go to that. That's going to be the baseline. That's going to be what we go to. And if you don't want to go to that as the baseline, I can tell you, don't come ask me because I'm going to it. And, uh, and you will be disappointed because it's the baseline. It's the authority. Amen? We believe that God is one God and he's represented as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe that Jesus Christ is. He is all of these things. God in the flesh. He had a virgin birth. A sinless life. A substitutional and a reconciling death, that means he made us right in his death. We believe that he had a bodily resurrection. This is not just a spiritual resurrection, a bodily resurrection. That's a very important thing. Uh, we believe in his ascension to heaven. We believe in a personal future return of Christ. And we believe that he is the only way of salvation. He's the only way to God. We also believe in regeneration by the Holy Spirit, baptism by the Holy Spirit, according to Acts 2.4. We believe in the cleansing work of the Holy Spirit. We believe that healing is an answer to faith, and we believe that the gifts, we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We believe in water baptism by immersion in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus, the name above every name, as a public profession of faith in Christ. If you have any questions about any of that, you feel free to jump up and run to me as soon as this is over. But that is it. That's the end of session two. We'll have session three uh, next week, and I believe that's talking about strategies, and uh, you'll enjoy it. It's a, it's a good class. So, Lord, thank you for your word. We thank you for your power. Lord, we just thank you for the service that we are about to have. It's going to be great. And we just praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us.